What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 549 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by Stephen Kyle Brackey, the pride of West Virginia, repping a West Virginia shirt, mm-hmm. and the pride of rock and roll, Ben Funky Askren, once again wearing an ACDC shirt. It just keeps making its way to the top of the t-shirt pile, and uh, it's well, he, I, back it, in yeah. black. It's never gotten to the bottom. I just pick what's ever on the top. You know, I only wear a few shirts. I've only left my house like three times in the last week or so. Yeah, who cares? Life's hard when you're on crutches. Oh yeah, crutches. So you can't you can't drive, I guess. Uh, this day I don't see why I can't drive because it is my is my non driving leg that was uh, um, cut upon, and. Um, they said I have to wait six weeks, but I don't see why I can't drive. So you have not driven like, yet. I have not driven. I'm debating it, though, because obviously it's going to make my life. You know, I, I plan to take like two weeks off, but now moving forward, it's going to make my life significantly harder if I choose not to drive. Uh, and I don't really see a good reason why I shouldn't. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, that one, I, I think six weeks seems like kind of a stretch because if you're if you can sit in a car... Right? You're going to be able to yeah. sit in a car and stretch your legs out. Why not be able to just tap a little gas and brakes? No. Yeah. And I'm off pain meds. I haven't taken a pain med 36 hours. So I've, you know, I'm feeling good. Um, so I'm not on that anymore. So they can't use, you know, say, oh, well, you're on medication or something. So yeah, yeah. I don't see, I should be able to drive. Free, free Ben Askren. All right. Free Ben Askren. Didn't you just get a truck? You got a truck? I just got a truck. Yeah. I was, you know what? I needed one for such a long time. Um, I had to borrow so many trucks in the last, I don't know, year, two years, because um, we're building out the property. And finally, I'm like, this is this is effing stupid. I just need to get a truck. And I got rid of my uh, Tesla, and I got a truck. Sick. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I really like it. I don't know why it took me so long. Yeah, yeah. I I That feels super necessary for someone with the, the property you have. Okay, so some... Um, some interesting stuff popping up. We have a we have a change in the beat the streets card. Uh, Bracky, you want to get into that briefly? Yeah, small change. Felicity Taylor is out, um, and this can kind of maybe lead us into our next topic. Yeah. Um, and I want to pull up um, the quote from McKendry here, but she wrestles at McKendry, um, and she they essentially said that they. Can't work out um, what's going on eligibility-wise. It said, we are disappointed to announce that Felicity Taylor will not be able to compete in the Beat the Streets event this Thursday after seeking clarification on rules from at NCAA D2. We were unable to find a resolution for a competition outside our season's November 1st start date. Our apologies go out to Emily Shilson, an amazing opponent. We want to apologize to Beat the Streets organization. The problem was out of our control. Extremely frustra- frustrating and heartbreaking. Okay, so... Yeah, this is interesting. Very well, interesting. This is inter- I, I'm very curious. I don't know how deep you want to go with this because it, 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 there's a lot of uh, effects it could have Yeah, at this point in time. Well, tremendous. I mean, you know, there's another NCAA athlete competing at Beat the Streets, Yanni. And then also, how does this – And another one. Mul- multiple more. Gable. Oh, yeah, Trent and Gable. Gable and Trent. Trent. So Trent. My, my question – and not only for this – and this is something we've talked about with NCA rules for a while. It's like the, the rules 
are different for every different school. And that's why Seth Gross can recruit or, or can go train with Real Woods and every other coach can. <laughs> right? And that, What? Is that funny? No, it was a Freudian slip. <laughs> you said recruit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, got it. Yeah. So that's why those things can happen, right? And yeah. so you think about it, and now it's happening here with, with McKendry and Felicity. And how will this also affect, is my question, senior nationals? Because the general carve-out that was designated for senior nationals and is it needs to help you make a, a national team or a world team or something like that. Correct. Yes. That would not be the case for senior nationals. It doesn't qualify you for anything well, where you can make a national they, team. They haven't canceled senior worlds yet, Christian, so why wouldn't it? This isn't a qualifier or this anything. Is, at this point, it is not a... a it's a, just a tournament. What do you mean? I I thought this was the qualifier for the senior world championships. No, Only no. if they have a world championships and then they transition this tournament to the world team trials qualifier. As it is right now, it's just a tournament. Just a tournament, and it doesn't it doesn't help for Olympic trials. It doesn't have any import to anything wow. down the line. The only thing really? that it can do is if you take top eight and you're a college wrestler, you you can uh, you earn an Olympic redshirt. That's the only thing it can do. Yeah. So maybe yeah. for that so, reason, it can it it earns the earns the carve out. Yeah, I mean, so obviously this is this is. Something we were thinking about because when we did the event July 25th, it was like, okay, most schools start in late August, early September. You know, a lot of college kids were showing interest in wrestling in some type of pro event. And when we started looking through the NCAA rules, it's like, okay, well, they're out, right? I mean, it really very specifically says it has to be either um, in their season. So once they start the academic year, once they go to school, then before November 1st, the only thing they could do is, like you said, a qualifier for uh, some type of world team and or world championships. And that was it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to impact that. But I, I think it's just it just illustrates a, a broader issue, problem in wrestling, is that we are, as a sport, really beholden to a couple organizations that we're so reliant on and they just don't care about us at all. Like the NCAA does not care about wrestling, right? They don't. They, they write well, in these, that case, Christian. They write, well, hold on. They write these rules okay. for with basketball and football in mind, not with. And, and that's what Nomad was talking about. And it's true. There's no reason with everything that's going on for there to be some sort of restriction about these guys competing and getting wrestling. But there's a big organization that governs all these different sports, and wrestling is never going to rise to the level of them having. Ge- great interest in because it doesn't move their bottom line. So they only have 9.9 scholarships because they just don't care. Meanwhile, football's got how many? Uh, FBS has 85 scholarships. 85 scholarships, right? And why is it just 10? D- so annoying. Yeah. I mean, why? Why? So so many questions about those are, that. Those are full, too. You can't split those. You can't split the, um, the, the football ones. So the they full. have 85 yeah. full rides every um, on their team. And so you've got the NCAA, and then you've got the IOC. They cut our, they cut us one initially, and then they take away weights. Now we're we go from how many now down to, to six per event, and they so they don't they, they don't care about us either. Yet they are 
two pinnacles uh, for yeah. for our sport, right? And something we are yeah. very reliant on as a sport. And it's beholden it's to. Beholden to. Yes. That is not good. That is good. And if you want to be, if you want to be in control of our destiny, we can't be beholden to things that don't care about us. That will drop us at. Yeah. Uh, that will drop us. That's it. Right. As and the man, we don't need them. And NCAA, you know, they don't want they don't want these guys to get paid. They don't want these guys to make money. They want to limit when they can compete when it has nothing to do with the uh, anything else. They just want all this control, and this control doesn't lead to any benefit to wrestling. That's why I the fight the man, Christian. Well, that's yeah, why. But, that's why I'm a rebel over here. I, I can't stand these people. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They, they clearly don't care about us, and that's why. I mean. One of the main passions in my life and something I failed at twice and something I will keep trying to do for as long as I can do it is some type of professional wrestling organization because that would be then uh, a league that is controlled by us for us. And, you know, it's going to look out for it's Obviously, it's in everyone's best interest to look out for the own best interest of the league, right? And the NBA would look out for the best interest of the basketball players because it only makes sense. Um, and that's kind of what wrestling is because you are right. The NCA, the IOC, they don't really care. And, you know, if you get enough power, if you get big enough and strong enough, um, for example, in 1992, the IOC bent the knee to the dream team, right? That's what they did because the dream team had enough power and, you know, the IOC is mainly driven by money and that then they wanted the basketball players there. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of my driving factors of why I want to see the pro thing happen so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of and the that, many many changes that will would benefit wrestling, um, but it's, yeah, I it's, mean, and it's not going to be easy. Obviously, people don't like giving up their power. It won't be easy at all. It will be very, very, very difficult to get there. Um, but I think it's something that we we can accomplish. Um, you know, I don't know how long it's going to take, but over the over the course of time. Correct. Bracky thoughts. Uh, I don't know. I think. <clears throat> I think a lot of people thought uh, the NCAA was going to lose a lot of power um, when the pandemic started, and then a bunch of these football conferences were like, we don't need you. We're going to play no matter what you say. Um, but, I mean, now it's just like all the conferences are playing, and they're still – NCAA didn't do anything to fight back on it, so I guess they're still cool with that. Because they, they don't – the power, right? It's a power thing. What right. are they going to do? I mean, what do they do to those schools? They just can they – the NCA needs them as much as they need the NCA. In this, oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. But uh, by the way, Big Ten football is coming back. I oh. heard. Are you October twenty so fourth? I, mean, I don't. Really October twenty fourth. That's right. Wow. It's a little it's, And it's really funny now that uh, you know the cases, rel- relatively speaking, and I don't believe the hospitalizations are coming with it, but they. The case numbers in the Midwest are, are up fairly significantly, um, and, and yet they're still making this decision. And so it's you know to me it's pretty apparent that it's a financially based decision. Well, they are going to have um, they're going to have daily testing, so they oh, feel very confident yeah. that they will be able to keep everything controlled within. It might be up within the general population at your school, but if you can keep the football players, uh, they'll just give them fake tests. Simple. I really don't think they're going to do that. Fake um, and well, you've already, and I know, I know. Okay, the NFL is doing fake tests, Bracky. How does, how does the NFL have zero positive tests? They're definitely doing fake tests. I don't believe they're doing fake tests. They have had positive tests. How do they got first, zero? They these got guys zero first right now. Because a lot of them already they had got, it. 
Because a lot of them already had it. When they reported to training camp, they were putting guys on COVID list like crazy. I think you're yeah, a crazy conspiracy test. theory guy if you think they are faking these tests. And if you look at the college oh. football reports every single week, there's teams missing double-digit guys every single game. Like they're not faking these tests. Okay, well if they're getting to z- if they're getting to zero like the NFL is, them some fake tests. I gotta tell you that much. Now Ben, the same. It's just like yeah. Hey, it's it's like the it's like the NCAA drug test. Why is no one fail? Well, it's a it's a, clearly a fake test. That is definitely a fake test. Or they only test for like <laughs> See, they only test that for like is a crazy conspiracy theorist. Not conspiracy theorists. It's just literally impossible that these guys would never. <laughs> Yes. Any, t- any test at the NCAA. There's got to be yes, someone at some point. Maybe they only test for like heroin or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they bust uh, They bust football players every now and again. Yeah. And Clemson players we talked about got in trouble a few years ago right before the Was that their playoff. test? Was that NCAA test or Clemson test? It was NCAA test. Okay. Busted. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, the Oh, what else was I gonna say? I, I just don't believe the NFL oh, wait, is faking uh, these tests. I don't. I know what I was gonna say. Oh, come on, come on, so, bro. Uh, hey, let's. Wait, let me ask this. So, how long does the season run? Are they doing a really like a shortened season so they get done by, um, by January first, or what is their plan here? I don't know. I don't think they laid out the full competition schedule. Um, they're okay. just re- they're returning the weekend of October twenty third to twenty fourth. Uh, they talked a little bit about how they're gonna be doing the. Um, daily test. So, I'm sure more details will come out in the next few days. Got it. Other other thing, it's just you know us being controlled by institutions that don't care about us. So these these teams are trying to practice right, and they're not college able to teams. college teams trying to yeah. practice, trying to train, trying to be wrestlers, and you've got. These schools or the conferences or whoever it is, institutions, we can just call them, saying, no, you can't do it on campus. But there's this RTC carve-out where basically if you have the RTC, uh, if these athletes are RTC eligible, you can have RTC practices, right? But if your RTC practices on campus, you have to move the site. So what these teams have to do (laughs) is – leave they say okay this is now an rtc practice and we have to move it to a crappy facility we have this nice facility on campus where all the kids go and live and now we have to take them someplace else away from um Mm -hmm. everything away from a a safer training environment where they can spread the guys out and instead they have to go to this these crappy places all because these institutions, these people that don't care about us, that don't care about wrestlers, that yeah. don't care about wrestling, are trying to cover their own you-know-whats and avoid any sort of liability whatsoever. And all the liabilities are they're, they're just putting they're just putting the athletes in more jeopardy. Yes, because they don't really care. It's just they, they don't yeah, care. You, know, the one, you want to hear the one that got me the most fired up to summer piles? Tell me. Okay, so I will not name said high school. But this high school program, he was complaining because he was going to come take one of our. Uh, this is this is too fast. It might take a few minutes here. He was going to take his group to wrestle at one of our academies and do like a little mini camp with his team, right? And the AD said, "Well, I'd really be more comfortable if there was more than one team." And the coach said, "Well, that doesn't really make any sense because that would just increase the amount of people there, which that would that increase 
the chances of someone getting sick. And the AD says, you know, yeah, but it wouldn't be as scary for me. It's like, well, these kids are already around each other anyways. And so the AD was letting them rent the vans, which they would all ride together in 50 passenger vans. They were letting them stay together, but they couldn't wrestle if it was just their team. So they had to cancel. Okay. Then at same school, same school, Christian, if they were doing high school basketball, official high school basketball practice, they could uh, not touch each other. They couldn't pass. They couldn't do anything like that. Uh-oh. Recky's taking off. I'm boring him. Listen, we, we got it. We had it. I'll explain a little bit. You keep going. Okay. All right. So they couldn't touch anyone, right? It was a non-contact practice. Okay, Christian? Well, the same exact school had a, a AAU team right after that was made up of the exact same high schoolers, and they could have the full contact practice. That, that makes no sense. So it was like they had to fake like they were not having contact during their high school team practice, but then as soon as the AAU practice started, they could just do whatever the hell they wanted. So that, Yeah. that's Where the hell did Kyle go? So, okay, so Kyle, Kyle had to go because we had um, – hey, so Wednesdays are back. For at Flow, and we have breakfast tacos on Wednesdays now. But here's the thing: you guys didn't get many breakfast tacos. Come on, I've, if you would just move here, this would be all. We, I would make it so that we had breakfast tacos every day, Ben. But you're you're hell bent on turning Wisconsin into the greatest wrestling state. So go ahead and do that uh, while we eat breakfast tacos. So what happened is the problem is there's not a lot of people that come in anymore. No. So there's no one to let the guy in. So Melissa. Hit up Kyle's like, hey, can someone let this guy in? And then as soon as I got you guys, I got out there, Manuel let him in. Manuel was all over it. And someone better serve you guys some breakfast tacos, though, for real. Yeah, yeah, this is a concern. I said, hey, we need to make sure um, we need to make sure someone stashes a couple for us. And normally that would be Spay, but Spay's on his way to beat the streets, mm-hmm. so we got a real we we could be in big <laughs> trouble here, Backy. Yeah, but don't enough about our problems. We're in trouble. Enough about our Seriously. problems. Um, so yeah, so we, we were just kind of complaining about how um, essentially bureaucratic organizations just are – they're not really trying to solve the issue. They're just trying to get it off their own plate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, That's pretty much it. Sad but true. Super 32 yeah. announcing their new location today? They did? Tonight. Oh, I thought you were telling me, I thought you were telling me where it was. They're all oh, sorry. They're announcing tonight. Yeah. What do you tonight. think the most likely location is? Because I would obviously I would be biased. I really want it in the Midwest, so it makes travel a little easier. Um, you know, Greensboro is not real easy to get to. We never. I think we've only flown into Greensboro one time. Lots of times it's Raleigh or Charlotte because they're much easier flights. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not the easiest situation for us in Wisconsin to get to Greensboro. Um, where do you think they're going to have it? You guys zero inside it? information, zero knowledge. Just as I considered what makes sense, I thought. What if they had it in the, like the Atlanta area? Good hub. Well, it's still George, in the south. And but that was my question. Georgia really what's open? George, what's Georgia's situation right now? I don't know. Yeah, because I know just like you know, speaking broadly, the Midwest has been more open than other states. So I don't know what Georgia's state. I connected. Is, is, is Chicago or Illinois like getting crushed right Illinois now? Illinois is done. They're done. We've had like seven guys from Illinois join our club because like they might not have anything yeah like literally no sports they're not i flew into midway and it was like i was in a diff, completely different place they it's they were wild. freaking out there it was the, the, it was way more restricted and how it was all spaced out and what you had to do to get on the plane wasn't like any of the other flights and i haven't really been paying attention to 
the whole night you know i don't know the different regions as well as i did when it was happening i think uh yeah i think myrtle beach is in play too myrtle yeah well yeah myrtle beach is hosting myrtle beach is actually michigan's been shut down um their governor's kind of wild yeah. Um, so the, the grapple fall classic is generally in Michigan. That's a great tournament. We've been a couple of times. I was really planning on taking a bunch of kids this year. Um, and it's, it's not too far of a drive for us. It, you know, it's four or five hours, whatever. And they moved that to Myrtle beach. That's the weekend of October 3rd. So obviously mm. Myrtle beach is, is open. And so funny because North Carolina is not open, right? And then you go across the border and South Carolina is like, whatever, come on down. It's, it's freaking wild. I want to go to Myrtle. Myrtle's great. You ever been to Myrtle, Ben? Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, I think I've been there once. Um, not for very long. Just kind of stopped through. Um, but it is quite a drive. I looked at it. It's probably not very drivable. I think it's 16 or 17 hours from where I'm at. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> not good. Not good. Would you drive to, we've, would you drive to Greensboro? We've had people drive. I have not driven to Greensboro, but we have had people drive to Greensboro if they want, you know, save some money. If they Flights can get – it's funny because there's not a lot of flights that go, you know, say Raleigh or whatever. So once once we have – say, if we have 15 people in our group, once the first 10 book, the prices go up, right? And then it's yes. – you know, I, I had one idiot – I oh, I think it was O'Toole. He, he, he's the <laughs> dummy. He didn't listen to me one year. His dad got so mad because Keegan kept waiting, and then by the time he bought his ticket, it was like $700. Oh, my gosh. You know, because I, I told him to do it in like August or whatever, and he kept waiting and waiting and waiting and did it end of, you know, end of September or something. It was like at least, at least he won, right? That's good. <laughs> I don't know if it was the year he won or not. I'm not sure which year it was. Oh man, dollars. I well, yeah, speaking good. of speaking of uh, Boo Boo's booking flights, I for oh, for good. last for last week, I booked two one way uh, tickets because I was flying into Charlottesville but out from Raleigh. So I used two mm. different airlines, and I booked them both on the same day, the 14th. So like uh, when I went to check into my flight on the 7th, I was like, why can't I check in? What's going on here? And I booked them both on the same day. Mm, so there you go. that was a pretty spicy flight I booked uh, the day before I left to Charlotte. Is it expensive? Yeah, it was like, it was like, uh, what would the change? It was like 500 bucks. Change fees. You should only fly Southwest because the other airlines change fees are such shenanigans. It's so it annoying. Shenanigans. The flight back was uh, Southwest, but unfortunately... The other one wasn't, so. Another update yeah, from the Big Ten. Um, Let's go. Big Uh-oh. Ten Network tweeted updates regarding fall sports other than football as well as winter sports that begin in the fall, including men's and women's basketball, men's ice hockey, men's and women's swimming and diving and wrestling will be announced shortly. Mm. Ooh, so we should get some clarity go. into what they plan on doing for wrestling here shortly as well. This is good Like stuff. how shortly, like, is this meaning like while we're on our podcast right now, we're going to get some live updates? I bet it would mean today. I don't know about that, but I would, uh, yeah, I think today at some point. By tomorrow. Yeah, by tomorrow. By tomorrow's show. I hope to have I was another thinking how nice for, by tomorrow. It would have been, um, I was almost thinking, Christian, just hear me out here. We could almost move Thursday's show to Friday so we could actually talk about Beat the Streets results and not have it be like six days later. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was really wishing, first I was wishing that Beat the Streets was on a Wednesday, so then it would happen tonight. And then tomorrow morning, we could just discuss everything that happened, you know, because we don't get to talk about real wrestling all that often. And then I thought, oh, well, maybe we can move the show. But anyways, that's just kind of a live on air. I don't hate that. I don't know. Because we would have to wait all the way to Tuesday. 
talk about it. Yeah, it'll be a long time. I mean, it's a long wait. That's five days. All right, I'll uh. Well, hey, we'll see. I'll check with Tyler, our producer, and LJ. Maybe we you can might have to kick. T- <laughs> you might have to kick someone out of the kick someone out of the studio. No one's doing a show on Friday morning. You don't think so? No. Tyler oh, says okay. we can do a special show Friday. Boom. Tyler, he's the man. Really? How'd yes. you get the answer that fast? He's he's listening. He's just slacking us. <laughs> Dude, this hey, guy, so what, let he me pulls ask up you. articles I wrote in 2014 that I couldn't yeah. find in like two minutes. <laughs> he's good. He's better than the. Um, he's better than the. Uh, what is damn Joe Rogan's guy? I was cracking up the other day because Joe Jamie? Rogan and his Jamie. They got in kind of an argument almost on air. I can't remember if it was the the Ben Shapiro podcast or the Tim Kennedy one, and it was like. Because Jamie was, you know, essentially saying, "Hey, I can't pull that up" or something, and Joe's like, "Come on, pull it up, pull it up, pull it up," and you know, then he had to say, "Like, well, hey, man, if we pull this footage up, we can't, we actually can't air it. We'll get sued, or you know, we can't use someone else's footage. We don't have the rights to it." And it came down to that. It was, it was really funny. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Tyler tells us that sometimes too. Yeah, he's like, "Guys, we really shouldn't do this." Yeah, we don't. (laughs) We're like, "Fine, we're gonna get sued." Yeah, we're almost as big as Rogan. (laughs) <laughs> we're getting there. I mean, we were the OG. We were the podcast kings of Austin, Texas. Yeah, we were here first. Yeah, we kind of started it. And even before Alex Jones, I don't think you were before Alex. No, Jones. We, I don't know we, about that. No, <laughs> we predate Alex Jones for sure. Um, so yeah, and also they basically ripped off our studio. Joe Rogan did and made it look exactly like ours. It looks exactly like this. It's like a carbon copy. <laughs> it's like he didn't even try to make it look original. Um, it is interesting uh, now that he's he's here. Um, I'm curious what, if anything, will will change about that. But he's a he's a phenomenon. Who's gonna be? Are we gonna see more famous people in Austin? It would require us like going other places than well, our you, houses uh, and um, sports. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cal- California's dumpster fire. So obviously Rogan moved his show. Did you see that? Uh, uh, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's. I don't know if it's his company or if he just works for them, but they moved to Nashville. All 75 employees. Really? From you don't live in California anymore? Why would you? I mean, you, they just announced. Why would you live they there? just announced their move yesterday. I don't oh, know why wow. you moved. They had rolling blackouts. Yeah, it's not good. So are we gonna um, do hey, a show I want, tomorrow or no tomorrow and then Friday? I think we go no tomorrow and then Friday if, if you what? guys are down for it. I'm, I'm down for what? I'm down for both. Well, we can figure that out. Um, okay, we'll just dis- we'll discuss it. Uh, hey, I want to ask you guys what you think. So my event this weekend, it's going to be unique um, because we are hosting it at our at our practice facilities because we didn't want to get canceled. We didn't want to get kicked out of any high schools, which, you know, obviously, like uh, if we were actually holding it at a high school in Wisconsin's cases, we're kind of going up this week. I'd probably be crapping my pants that we're going to get kicked out for sure. They are um, going up this week. They Yeah. Like, well, and I think it's because they tested all the college students, but that's just my perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys do? You guys think people are gonna? There's gonna be no fans there. Zero fans are allowed in. Only wrestlers, table workers, referees, and coaches. Uh, do you think? They, I think like maybe the coaches will love it and they'll always want to come back, or maybe they'll be like, oh, that, that was kind of wild." And we, I guess, we did it once because of Corona, but we'll never do it again. What do you think they're gonna? Well, what aspect? The aspect of no no fans. But no, no fans, and it's in a, you know it's kind of a condensed environment. It's not like we have stands, you know, and people can go sit in the stands. It's it's a wrestling facility. Yeah, I I I think they'll probably love it if they're getting good, um, good matches in a condensed period of time. It's enjoyable, yeah. um, a little less BS. I think they'll probably like it. It probably 
I think I, mean, I don't know. No fans it's up to you, Ben. Make it an enjoyable experience. You know, if now if- I'm going to try to do my best. I think we got everything like lined up. I got extra workers. I, th- I think we're, I think we're like you know in a really good spot. You should get it catered by uh, by Applebee's. Well, Funky Fresh actually <laughs> would be my catering, but you know, uh, people these Who's days the, the Karens. You don't know about Funky Fresh spring rolls? Oh, oh. my gosh! I'll put it, it in the doc. So, did you make this up? Is this- uh, okay, so my buddy Truman started a company, um, I don't know, a whole bunch of years ago. Let's say 2014, maybe he started, 2015, somewhere around there. They're the most delicious things ever. Kyle Snyder actually has the record because he ate 19 in one sitting, which I can't even tell you guys how many that is. It's it's completely obnoxious. Um, 19 rolls? So he's got, is that like a, like a yeah, sushi but, roll? No, it's a spring roll. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I just put, oh, wow. put it in the dock. Yeah. Okay, got so, it. Um, yeah, uh, everyone. So Jake Herbert has like paid my man Truman to send him rolls to Michigan. Like that's how much people love them. Um, but uh, yeah, so he created this company, and we had the Funky Fresh Scrambling Camps, and we still do. And he said, "Hey, I like that. I like that name because my rolls are unique, and we make them fresh from scratch." Um, I kind of want to steal your name, and I said, "Okay, fine. If you let me invest, if you need an investor sometime, you let me invest, then I'll let you steal my name." And so he stole my name, and then a couple years later, he said, "Hey, you know, I think it would be a good time." So then I, I put some money into it, and um, he's he's crushing it. He's doing a great job. Dang! Now I really want some. Yeah. Dang spring rolls. They're so they're so good. Oh my gosh. Buffalo chicken, kale, chicken club. Yeah. Buffalo chicken and kale is the best one ever. So he's got, he's got the core four, uh, and then you know, he makes other ones. There's some other really really good ones they make sometimes. Okay, so this this could be this could keep the coaches coming back. You know. Um, you can always tell the tournaments that care is how many moms do they get involved making the food or do they just, you know, order Subway sandwiches. That's mm. that's a big thing. So now the the spring rolls could definitely help. But if these these teams show up and that and the, the 4000 Askren teams just dump on them, they might not want to come back. Well, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I you know, we have we have four teams in the event. Um some of these other teams are really good, though. We did seeding points. The top, the top six teams all have like they're really, really close with the seeding point criteria we put out. Why don't you so share? Should you should content. share all that information with us. We could post all this. Uh, get, put that information. Well, in. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I did for seeding criteria. I did in category one. You had state champ, state placer, state qualifier, and you mm-hmm. got a point value for that. And you got you had to pick your highest, right? So if there's a state champ, that'd be the highest value. You pick that point number. Mm-hmm. Category two, the other big tournaments, you know, UWWs, uh, Fargo, USA Folks on Nationals, NHSCA, and you got a point value for that. Yeah, you get the points for your athlete. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, it's good. You should so, give yeah, us the that. the top six, uh, the, point, the, the seating values? Yeah, we see all the seated guys. Right we don't know all the, you know, who's the Well, I didn't make so the got, teams. I didn't. Go ahead. I was just going to say, so you got Facundo. Facundo's coming. Um, I Izzy's made a slacker. I've not seen it. I could check right now. As of yesterday, he hadn't. He's bringing two teams, but he hadn't put his team in yet. Um, he's kind of being slow for me, but I think he's bringing a really good team. Um, Southern the Southern Illinois Regional Training Center. They got a really good team. Um, Jeff Jordan's got a really good team. So we have some, we have some really good teams coming. I saw. Um, uh, I, I see Jeff Jordan is borrowing some Parkersburg boys. Yeah, I did, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Gavin Kiocho, he's in the rankings too. He goes to Parkersburg South. 
Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that one. You know, it's kind of whatever because I want my guys <laughs> to get really good matches. So I'm not going to get too offended. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like there's literally not one guy on any of our teams that is not a member of our academies. And that was, you know, kind of what we, we would prefer. And I think that's going to be true with, Donahoe and Izzy and some of the other teams. But I know like Southern Illinois, I know they got Dean Hamidi on their team, who's yep. really highly ranked nationally, and, and he does not live in Southern Illinois. I know that much. Um, I like so maybe they got some guys. I like NHSCA duels a lot. I think it's really cool. I hate them. Well, listen, <laughs> comma, but I would like to see a small, legitimate club duels thing. I think that would be cool. Like the best Askren team. The best young guns, the best pinnacles, best Izzy, and like yeah. legitimately, I don't know how you like can fully vet and verify that you know no one. But I think you'll know if any ringers come in, right? That would be yeah sick. Yeah, I mean, well, it's obviously some teams it's obvious when they have team kids from seven different states, right? That's impossible. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like say a, a New Jersey and Pennsylvania club, they could have some of the same kids because they they border each other. Um, I th- I would have to think there'd be some way. I mean, obviously, coaches being honest would be a good start. That does help. Um, As well, if you there, do like four, you know, even if it's just like eight teams, right? Eight, yeah, eight, eight of the best clubs. Yeah. Well, we had some other teams coming that were really good, and unfortunately, they they kind of canceled. Last Seabolt canceled. Uh, Greater Heights out of Kansas City and and uh, Simmons all canceled. I don't want to say last minute, but kind of fairly recently, which is, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, that would have made it, the event like extremely, extremely tough. Cause that's kind of like pin. I couldn't get pinnacle to commit, but besides them, that's kind of the, all the best teams in the Midwest. Yeah. Wonder why. Could they just not get enough kids to do it right now? Um, I think that was greater heights is they, they couldn't have, they didn't get enough guys to commit. Um, and guy, it's a weird time to wrestle September, but for me, it was like, we never usually ever wrestle in September, but we also didn't, we usually wrestle in March and April and May and June and July yeah. and August. And we, we didn't wrestle at all. So it's like for us, we need to get some, we need to get our guys some really good matches and, um, you know, for, for, for like national level competition. So that was, you know, our way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're excited for the, for, for real, share that seating stuff. We'll, we'll do something with it. So I, mean, I didn't, I didn't have, um, I didn't have them individually seen, you know, give me all their individual points. I just had to say, give me your total. I trust you guys to be oh, honest, gentlemen. They did it. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I, I'm not going to research all their guys. It's going to take a lot of time. Okay. That's what I thought you did. I was like, holy cow. <clears throat> no, heck no. I mean, doing, doing my own four teams is hard enough. It's like, <laughs> you know, because I have a good idea of where my guys finished or, you know, but I'm like, okay, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to mess this up when the kid took second in state and really took first. Like, I knew, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't really want to, for that many kids, it's kind of hard to uh, pay attention. I feel that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Want to wanna transition to some questions or what? Do we have anything else? Uh, let's see. Oh, you know, there was one match I want to ask you if you think I'm just totally crazy for thinking it might be competitive. Okay, hit me. Uh, and I meant to bring it up yesterday. Patelio. I knew you were going to say that one. Zane. Well, <laughs> well I mean, here's my reasoning. For some, you know, I don't put Pantelio on the same level of Jason Nolf, but for, for some reason, he always wrestled Jason Nolf really, really, really tough. Um, and it was a, always a really competitive match. And so that's like, you know, I know Zane and Jason aren't the same guy, but they have, in my opinion, similar styles, similar strengths. Like, 
I think it could be a good match. I think freestyle helps Pantaleo. Um, now, I'm pretty sure he only has destroyed him when they've wrestled, like, brutally bad. He pinned him. Um, when? He, he pinned him twice, I believe. He pinned him at Big Tens. He pinned him in a duel. Um, yeah, when he was at what when when Patelio was at one forty nine, but then it, to me it seemed like Patelio really kind of and it, I, whether he was cutting too much weight or what his issue was, he seemed to get a lot better when he bumped up to the next weight class. I th- I think folk style versus freestyle is a huge help for Pantelio. I think he's got that. He's going to be tough for Zane to get to for a little bit, but I think ultimately Zane's pace and things are just going to open up for him. And yes, he did wrestle Nolf tough, mm-hmm. but I think stylistically Nolf and Zane are really, really different. And Nolf's um, ability to kind of get his doors blown off every now and again and just get plowed through, and I think the yeah. difficulty he had breaking through Pantaleo's head hands, I don't see that problem for Zane. And hmm. while I don't disagree, and I knew you were going to say that one, um <laughs> I just, I'm not there yet. I think, I think it's probably like, I think Pantaleo gets one, you know, Pantaleo gets a takedown, but, and I think Zane being surprisingly limited parterre offense and and by limited, I mean. Yeah. How is Zane not beast on top yet? It's kind of weird, right? Look at how he got his turns in, uh, in folk style. He get on top. He established the ride. It would be like it, – it was very rare he would go take down right into a turn or take down to something else. Yeah, it was like – But but to me, it was just because he was so freaking powerful. I mean, like he, he when you look at Zane on top, you don't think, oh, this guy's – you know, he's not smooth, right? He's just freaking powerful. And, uh, you know, pulling a leg lace together or squeezing a gut wrench, like that's a powerful thing. And, you know, it's going to maybe take you a little bit to develop some nuance to it, but – if you could put the level of power that Zane had um, behind it, you could just really crush people on top. I I don't disagree. I mean, I'm not I'm not uh, saying he shouldn't be really good on top. I just don't. Yeah. It just we haven't seen. I think there's there's been other. You know, Logan Steber. He was a transcendent top wrestler in in folk style, and he was more of a, a takedown guy in in freestyle. He wasn't getting a lot of turns, so it just doesn't yeah. always necessarily translate to being uh mm-hmm. and there's also there's very few guys that are really really good on top in freestyle whereas in folk style there's a lot of good guys that are really good on top. like who are the elite top wrestlers in the country in freestyle in america right? you think dake well um, joe cologne um burrows is 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 good on top um yes but Bur- Burroughs is uh, relatively transitional, right? He's got, he's got a great transition um, from a leg lace, right, into uh, sure, but he, down into a leg lace. He's got guts, you know. He he's got a trap arm that he'll hit. Uh, that he hit on Dake. That he's hit on other guys. I think he's got decent diversity. But like Kyle Snyder is, in general, been relatively disinterested. Right, it's just like just it's, let me get interested. Let me get back up on my feet so I can take this guy down yeah. again. So let me um, look at this. Uh, hold on, I'm looking. So remember, I had this all that Dayton, scoring stuff. Dayton would be up there. He's definitely one of our best top wrestlers. 
Okay, so total, let me see. I'm going to add up the points. Yeah, so I mean, total, it's like, let's see, this is 150, that's 700, 800, 1100. Right no, uh, so I'm, so I remember lost. I did, I, I hold you I just start scoring numbers like Rain Man. What are you adding? Well, you don't know what I'm looking at here. That's right. why I can't put it on your screen. Okay. Remember I did the technique projects where we scored every move that happened at, at the World Championships. Yes. We did two world, two men's world championships. We did one women's world championship, and we did one U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were all – so we did – we did uh, it was 100 and – I think it was 17 matches. So it was the round of 16 on and the place matches, I believe, what we did. Right. Um, so it was roughly 100, 170 matches because it would be 17 in bracket is what I think it was. And so I went back to look at the scoring just kind of just to get a perspective. And I, you know, from this quick, quick math here, um, well, actually, I could just do this, this something. Hold on. Some, boom, hold on. L2. You, you guys love my uh, Google Sheets skills? I love it. We're getting in real time. L2 to L9. Okay, so we got 1,400 points scored in the neutral position at the mm-hmm. world at those 170 matches and on parterre we have let's see l11 through l14 we only have 240 so yeah i mean you're scoring what six times as many points in the neutral position as you are on top bottom and so maybe that's you know obviously it's going to be skewed heavily and that, that's at the world championships right so it's not even american based and all all four the both world championships, the U.S. Open and the women's, were really relatively similar. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, that that's a huge discrepancy between how many points are scored in neutral versus top bottom. Maybe what that says is you you know there needs to be if you want to value mat wrestling, there needs to be more points scored on the mat because they're not valuing mat wrestling uh, pretty much barely at all. I think it's just harder to do. Um, yeah, it's hard because because the rule set maybe because they blow them up too fast or you know it could be other reasons obviously. Yeah, I I like the um, I like the amount of time they get on top. I think it's about right. Um, you know, twenty twenty seconds down there is is kind of a different different scenario. I think neutral wrestling is just in general more exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was just more referring to the transition of elite folk style top to. Freestyle top is definitely not very correlated. It was in your case, Ben, but I think there's a lot of examples. And there's guys like Joey McKenna, who I would say is was not uber elite on top in folk style. Folk style he's more yeah. of a rider. Got, he's got an incredible gut wrench, right? Yeah. So it just doesn't always translate uh, evenly. So I don't know what to make of it. I think if, if Zane, I mean, I mean part of our offense is just, it can be such a differentiator if your takedowns are worth mm-hmm. four points, oh, yeah. right? Every single time, yep, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's such a huge deal. But it, it is, and I know because obviously I wrestled freestyle wrestling for, you know, so let's say when I got good around the year 2000, and then you know, I wrestled for roughly a decade. And it really varied, how, I want to say almost year by year, of how much time they were going to give you on top, right? Sometimes it would be like, Boom! Really fast. Some years they would say like the bottom guy couldn't grab hands. Like when that ha- when that year happened, boom! It was over. I was gut wrenching everybody, you know. And they would give you kind of a whole bunch of time. Yeah. Um. So that that for at least when I was wrestling, and I don't think it's really changed that much right now. But you know, when you're when you're a spectator, you don't maybe don't notice the small changes as much. That you know the extra three to five seconds would make a difference. And then when you're a competitor, you really notice those really really small changes. Yeah. 
they can make a big difference. Yes. Okay. Um, questions? Sure. sure. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kozak, Kozak's mad because you didn't say J- David Taylor was good on top. And Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's he's very good on top at both. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now is there anyone else I'm missing that I'm going to get yelled at about? Um, also, you didn't say David Taylor. Neither did Stephen Kyle Bracky. So, yeah. I'm just going to blame it on you, though. Wow. Yeah, that was me. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Dennis. Okay, he's he's sort of retired. Um, Tyler Graff's pretty good on top. Tyler Graff was good on top for sure. He, and he had a lace and a gut and had yep. a gut both ways. And I think he had a trap arm. Yeah, that guy has. There's very few people who could do lace and gut really well. I mean, I know for myself when I was able to get good at a when I was able to get good at a a gut wrench. It was like, well, I'm just going to spend time refining that because I can score so many points there as opposed to have to start all the way over with a leg lace. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Gwiz is another guy who's very good folk style top. Doesn't get a ton of turns in, in freestyle. No, barely any. Okie doke. Um, Arizona wrestling fan, does Kirk Fleet wrestling at this upcoming event mean that he will for sure redshirt this year? I don't know. Uh, well, that would be another guy where we were saying earlier in the show about college guys being able to compete. My my thought is in general that Penn State's going to redshirt a bunch of their dudes. Yeah, I think we're not going to see many of them wrestle. Um, actually, I know that there's teams that looked into that. Um, like, we hey, how's do. the Kirk Fleet? Like, hey, how's he able to do oh. this? Um, you know, okay, the, these good teams have a. Uh, these coaches are looking. The coaches of other teams are looking like, hey, how's this happening? And, and asking. I think he's not fully enrolled or something like that, which really could, could indicate he's taking an Olympic or, or something like that. I think I don't think we're going to see anything close to a full strength Penn State team this 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 coming year. Well, that's what I was, you know, that's what I was thinking with, um, and possibly Yanni also is. With the Olympic shirt, if you're you know if you're able to get that, you're not going to enroll in school. Definitely not full time. Maybe you can take a couple credits, but not all that much. Um, so with you know when the the rule states when you start your academic year, you can't compete. You know you can't compete in anything but a world thing. So if you actually didn't start an academic year because you're an Olympic richer, would that make a difference? Yeah, I I don't know the the difference, and and I've I've, I've also heard like really different things about Olympic red shirts in terms of what classes you can and can't take. Because when Dayton took his, John Smith was like, he's allowed to take some classes. And then yeah, I, was talk- I, was- I was talking to someone yesterday, and they said, well, we can't take an Olympic unless we don't want to take classes again, right? And be 25 so when we graduate. So the NCAA is just so they're preposterous. Uh, <laughs> preposterous. Preposterous. So, hey, here's a – Ben, you don't know probably anything about this, but there's a sport called basketball, and at the end they play the playoffs. And so we had the Clippers and the Nuggets, and the Clippers were they were up three games to one in a best of seven, and they lost three straight games, including a game seven. Is a Jeez. they were winning in the third quarter, and they lost. They were down by twenty by the time the fourth quarter. They're the two, the they're, two previous games. Uh, the Nuggets were down 16 and 19 and came back and won those. <laughs> Meltdowns. Jeez Meltdowns, Lewis. total choke jobs. And, uh, you know, they have two great players, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who scored zero points in the fourth quarter of a game seven. So, wow. 
it's just it's just a total break stick joke job whatever you want to call it and everyone is laughing hysterically at the los angeles clippers right now so the question was posed what was the biggest choke job by a wrestler or a team that's easy oh well there you go chris heinrich oh that was a big one, huh? I don't know. I mean, I certainly remember that one. But what man. if he was up like he was up nine? You also or something. are a Virginia guy. I'm a Virginia guy. Yes. However, I I love Jay Borschel. He's an awesome guy. I wasn't I wasn't mad at that. And also, it's like it wasn't the most tremendous comeback. I mean, Montel Marion, Jimmy Jimmy Kennedy was one. But here's here's my thing. When you when you talk about a choke job, I'm not talking about I'm talking about there's such a departure from your ability to your performance. So where you should well, be so, so hold on. Where you should be okay. performing should be a, yeah. a level nine, let's say it. And you put on a level five performance, not because yeah. of injury or something else, but it's 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 so you want discount it because they they got tired. You're trying to discount it. Like the move. I'm trying to you discount it. Musakayev didn't melt. No, I'm. I'm trying. Yeah, Musakayev didn't choke. His body couldn't perform. Chris Heinrich, maybe his body couldn't perform. And also, Chris Heinrich is not that much better than Jay Borschel. Jay Borschel was the favorite probably in that match. Jay Borschel was undefeated going talking? into that. Okay. Yeah, but we're talking. We're talking about. Uh, yeah, he had a slow start. He got taken down. He got turned, and he got turned again. And then he got out and he got a couple takedowns and riding time, right? It wasn't like this tremendous – it wasn't like he was down 13 and came back. I think he was down 7 or 8. Um, I think – That's a lot of points in a wrestling match, Christian. Okay. Here's, here's the biggest points. choke job ever. When Boom. you talk about ability and performance, yeah. Dan Gable, Larry Owings, oh, that was a psychological – I mean, Gable talks about it, right? Yeah, this was you're not. Right, you're right. Not sure. And look at what Gable went on to do. You want to talk about a departure yeah. from your actual ability? And he was worried about the cradle, yeah. and he got asked all these questions, and he had to say, "Come back and watch me win my third national title," and all this stuff. And he, he I mean, he's no one's talked about it more than him. That's the thing. That's a melt. Good, yeah. That's that's the choke. And you can talk about Rob Rohn, Josh Lambrecht, and and that was tremendous. He was getting teched, right, and then he hit a mixer. Yes. I don't think that's a. I don't think. I don't think he choked. I don't think that's a choke, by um, Lambrecht. Really, I think that's like. What do you think of Lizak Gilman then? He he got exhausted. Yeah. He was totally exhausted. <clears throat> this is a sport where physic, where your cardiovascular strength is a part of the sport, and Gilman had it, and Lizak didn't, and. Did the once he got tired, the ball got rolling mentally a little bit with Lezak? I would say probably yeah. Oh, I got someone. Brandon Scott got a good one for you, CP. Oh, what? He said, gonna, he said, what, what about Greg Jones? Greg Jones, sophomore year. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I have no idea what was going on then, right? I don't know why he didn't. He could have been something else. I mean, listen, Mac Lunas went zero and two one year uh, out of the one yeah. seed. Is was he? Um, did he choke? I don't think so. I mean, Matt, you know, th things happen. My brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah Max. Things happen. things happen. But Greg Jones is, I mean, Greg Jones, he didn't lose another match at NCAAs besides that year. I mean, that was why that one is so like, oh my gosh, he'd won an NCAA title previously. I don't think he, he lost another match his college career. 
Well, how many matches did he lose in his college career? Three, I believe. Goodness, three. Gracious. So he had, he had one. Yeah, he had one loss his freshman year, and then he had that performance, and then um, yeah, that's what I'm, I was just saying. Like, it just goes to show, like the how yeah. out of character that performance was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's things like that. He that, lost four, 126 and four. That is that is an amazing career. Holy cow! So yeah, that's that's my thought as far as a team choke job. I thought that was I didn't even. I read this question, but I missed that word or team. I couldn't really come up with any. Um, well, there was the top I of did my that. Head, remember, probably some. I had those old charts of um, uh, how guys performed according to their seed, and Minnesota had a couple really bad years, and Iowa had a couple really bad oh years. Oh my, Minnesota Dardanes. Um, oh boy. Yeah, that, that year because they, they should have. Oh, that was bad. If they go even remotely close to their seeds that year, they they're going to win the NCAA title. Yeah, yeah, that was one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I- Iowa had a couple of years where I thought they were going to win and didn't win, but I don't think that's a choke job. You know, there's, there's... yeah. So yeah, um, Danny Mac, he's the yeah, man. You nailed it. The gu- the uh, the Gable Owings was that. Yeah, that's that's number one for sure. Yeah. This is this is the man that asked the basketball question uh, last week too. Compare the stars. Oh, really? With wrestling stars. I, I only like heard... basketball too much. Well, you can like both. Basketball's basketball's good. It, it um, I've enjoyed basketball's return. It's been very helpful. I love watching sports, and there's not much wrestling. Okay, other questions. <laughs> I I want to know the answer to this question. Not just Josh Collier. When will Kyle Bracky get a regular section for Alien Hour? This year we should yeah. be dressing more American myths, legends, horror stories. Twenty twenty is it? I guess I've been looking. The past two weeks, I've looked for like a lot of recent stuff, um, but maybe for tomorrow's show, I'll just give you something good that maybe just give it's us just like spooky. In, yeah, something spooky. We don't need it. Does I don't care for from eighteen oh two. It'll probably be cooler that way. They're all fake, okay. except for maybe the demon house. The demon house might that be, was very that real. is. That is, what about the octopus in Oklahoma? I thought that was well, We proved that one. That, yeah, we already proved that. I that's, believe that one real. immediately because it was Oklahoma. And, <laughs> of course, they're throwing octopi into their lakes. That just makes sense to me. Uh, if Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic probably populated those lakes with his octopus. He probably nice. dabbled with, should I have an exotic aquarium in Winniewood, Oklahoma? And he probably tried it. And then he probably, a, a tiger accidentally jumped in the shark tank. And he's like, well, I can't lose any shark or any tiger. So Speaking of... Uh, while we're on this subject, Carol Baskins made her Dancing with the Stars debut. Oh, I'm so glad I missed that. What? A, I don't want to. A watch couple her things. <laughs> First of all, she had the lowest score out of anybody. She <laughs> she sucked. She got cut. Of course, cut, she, so she, of course she can't dance. I don't know. She was ele- She got. She scored an 11 out of a possible 30 uh, that you oh could score. God. Oh She wow. did some dance to Eye of the Tiger, but no. then yeah. Oh no. But then. <laughs> oh no. Also during the the show a commercial ran in south florida with all of don lewis's daughters his ex-wife in the yes in the assistant from tiger king documentary being like yo we miss our dad we want to know what the hell happened to our dad if you have any information about carol baskins or don lewis hit us up who paid for that commercial i'm assuming the family i'll send it to you it's incredible Yeah. Oh, that's classic. Oh my gosh. Wow. So yeah, I think I think we should just punch in every Thursday. Bracky has to do an alien hour 
one way or the other. Just mandate. Yeah, it should be more frequent. It should be more frequent than it is. All I right. feel like once it's, a, once maybe a week, once a month. Yeah. He does it. Maybe not even. Yeah. Um. Let's do that. Okay. I still get questions all the time when Metcalf's coming out. I don't. It could be a troll at this point, but some of them I don't think they no, are. No, because people ask these damn questions and they don't listen. They, they just don't expect listen. you to answer on Twitter. Yeah. No, that's not how this works. Well, I did answer on Twitter. And well, you did that too, but yeah, but that's not how yeah, this yeah. works. When you ask for questions, we're going to answer them on the show. I've said 23rd so many times. I don't know how many, but yes, Metcalf 23rd is coming out September 23rd. That's a week from today. Prepare yourselves. Um, but this person says Metcalf film looks really good. Why hasn't there been a Bruce Baumgartner film? 14 straight world teams, 13 medals, five golds, and an AD for 20 years. Um, It is. You know what I'll say about that is what I'll say. He needs, you know, I tell my wife this sometimes. I need a scandal in my life. Every good athlete needs a good scandal, something around them. I don't have enough. I need some more scandal. Bruce needs some scandal to make his life more interesting. He well, that's, seems like a normal, great dude, and, you know, that's it. And, and that's that's one thing, like, our, our my, my boss and then the, the film guys are like, being good at something is not a story. It's not a film right yeah it's like there's got to be there's got to be narratively someone being good and yeah. then winning is really tough to craft into um something is it terry Colat? there's a story mm-hmm. terry yeah ben Jaden. yeah those are those are stories there there's something to narrate yeah. a guy being really good forever is is tough Right, so and there could be something with Bruce. I yeah, it's just not my era, sure. so I don't know. Right, I have no idea. That's well, I think he finished in ninety. What he finished in ninety six? Like I was, I was twelve years old. I wasn't really watching wrestling at that point in time, so I have no idea what the story is. Well, I mean, you guys kind of interwove him a little bit with the Edinburgh thing that you guys, the piece you did, you know, a handful of years back. But besides that, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. Edinburgh, that's a story. Um. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do something with Bruce Baumgartner. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying oftentimes I think we correlate someone being really good with they should have a documentary about them where we should probably just do a, a cool piece about Bruce Baumgartner. But making a film is is a really different thing. Um, Matt Smith, what is your favorite age group to cover, high school, college, or senior level? Hashtag FRL questions. This is tough for me. I think. Ultimately, my what got me into becoming a psycho about wrestling was college wrestling, D1. Just yeah. loving that so much. But there's nothing like when we've got a world team and how into international wrestling I, I become when it's international wrestling season and when it's time for USA. The problem is I get to do – and get really focused and lock in on USA versus the world basically one time a year. Whereas, like, there's, like, interesting collegiate yes. matches every weekend. But, so, yes. I would, it would be international by a landslide if we got more, like, if we had the World Cup and then we had World Championships and there were other uh, tournaments where we sent a lot of guys, but that's pretty rare. It happens maybe three times a year. So, that makes it tougher because I just love rooting for America. Um, that's just very fun for me. Yeah. I would say the same, a college wrestling by a long shot. If there was better, you know, I say coverage. Well, 
if UWW gave the damn coverage to Flow, it would probably be significantly better than, than what they have going on right now. Because, yeah, I mean, it's it's a disaster. Um, hopefully, you guys will be getting that soon, so I can watch more international wrestling. And, but and then the other thing would be if they, if they actually develop some type of like season where we could watch, you know, and I complain about this all the time, but it's hard to follow said July of when you see him twice a year. Yeah. Right? Some of the international guys, you don't ever see him. Like, listen, if I watch college wrestling, I know I'm going to see Jason Nolf 30 times a year. I'm going to literally see him 30 and, and I, within a season, right? If I obviously didn't maybe see him more, but, um, you know, I can, I can count on that international wrestling. I mean, you might see said July of twice. It's, it's just not, you know, it's, it's unreliable. Yeah, unreliable. Great words. Uh, Kyle Brackey. It's college wrestling for me. Big D1 guy. Mm -hmm. Ben's thoughts on Ed Roots' loss this weekend and losing three of his last five. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I almost periscoped it on this one. This is one guy that, I mean, Ed Ruth was as good as it got in college wrestling. Uh, I'm big fan and he you know him and now, now jake Rochel also obviously won three NCAA titles and wasn't a great fighter also and to me it's i you know i don't know i don't spend time with the guy i don't know if his work ethic is not there i don't know what his deal is but i okay. i sure thought oh my god this guy's gonna be flipping amazing you know um and he hasn't panned out. That's you know he's only twenty nine, so that's not saying he's not going to pan out. But he definitely has not to this point in time. Um, and it's disappointing because I, I definitely thought he was going to. I thought he was going to be a superstar, and he's not yet. So I have a couple of thoughts. One, I, I don't know Ed at all, but what I know from people that have been around him is this dude is a crazy hard worker. Puts in yeah, time. I've and- heard the same. He, he he puts in the time. One. Two, I I feel like in 2014, we, the conversation I was having with people about Henry Cejudo was kind of similar. And now he's the greatest That's combat sport, sport athlete of all time, right? Debatably, sure. but very possibly. One, was a UFC champion and a, an Olympic champion. And he was a UFC champion at two weights, right? Like, that's, that's pretty tough to compete oh. with. And in 2014, it was like, this dude is not getting it together. He's missing weight. He's having all these problems. He wasn't winning all his fights like this. I remember sitting at a bar and talking with this guy. He's like, this dude, he was like considering getting into WWE because it wasn't working out yeah. with, with, uh, with fighting, okay? So my point there is it can shift. It can change, right? And Henry yeah. is an outlier in so many ways. But that's what I'll hang on for Ed and say, you know what, if, if he continues to work hard, how does he not have the skills to be excellent at this? Yeah, and that's, I mean, so, okay, so I, I went back because when you said that, I, I kind of remember feeling the same things because, yes, Henry did miss weight a bunch. He pulled out of some fights, and there was kind of really some sketchy stuff there. But at the same time, he didn't lose until he fought Demetrius. Um, he, he won all of his fights. He did have a stretch, so one, two, three, four, five, six, Six straight where we went to decision, and some of these guys are uh, not really all that great that he went to decision with. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a point where he wasn't kind of blowing people out of the water or looking all that great. Um, so, you know, there there is some there is some correlation there, but uh, he definitely didn't have the losses. 
So Ed's Ed's getting subs still. I mean, like especially when you think about Ed's style and the fact that he's been submitted twice is like. And ne- Nima Gracie's relatively good on the ground, but the last guy, uh, man, I was kind of shocked that that happened. He's gone to he got he got submitted right. Yeah, he got heel hooked. It was relatively quick, and the guy that he fought this weekend, um, I don't believe had a really good record. I, I don't think he was that good. Yeah, and I know that Ed does jujitsu. He's entered like worlds, and he's, he's a purple belt. He might be a brown belt now. Like he had like good promise in jujitsu as well. So he's clearly like yeah, he's entering tournaments. He's dedicated to the craft. It's just I don't I don't know for whatever reason. Uh, and I wish he'd come back to wrestling, but I, I seriously doubt that. Oh, one. too late to come back to wrestling now. It's never too late, Ben. You wrestled Jordan Burroughs a year ago. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was a, it was a terrible idea. <laughs> I kind of knew that going into it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, you get Sagalai of next year once the hips. Uh, yes. All, all well Listen, good. no, you know what? Once my hip gets better, I'm making you guys give me a bum. And by a bum, I mean, you know, like just like a regular Division One College All-American, someone I can go get out there and party on to redeem myself. <laughs> no problem. Uh, we'll we'll give you we we'll give you Mike Mallard, JD, even. Yeah. No, no, I don't need someone. I don't need, I need, I, you know, it's got to be someone reasonable. Like, uh, you know, someone maybe top 10, like in rank, like say eight, nine or 10 and say the 79 kilogram rankings, you know, let me get out there and party on them a little bit. Okay. Got it. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it a party in the USA. Um, <laughs> So, uh, here's another question um, from some point today. Interesting. Which collegiate wrestler has the biggest mainstream crossover potential? He said, I what say. What does that mean? Um, I took it to mean who's someone that could be going to another avenue and have, I would say, like MMA. or Like a, like a movie star or like are we I don't MMA? Know about movie star. Just well, a, right, because – what drives mainstream success? I mean, you know, like Daniel Cormier, if he wasn't a great fighter, is he going to be mainstream? And the answer is probably not. So for wrestlers, I mean, the obvious easiest path is fighting people because yeah. we're actually pretty good at it. Um, I so, think but the reason they, he suggests even Gable in this answer is because they just had him on the Bader show. And he talked about, like, he's interested in MMA. But he's also interested in WWE. And yes. he'd be interested in trying to play football. So I think he just like uh, is asking like who could go to something, another walk of life and make a name for themselves and, and get well-known. Um, sure. And like by people who don't yeah. know anything about wrestling. Hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously Gable would have a lot, like you said, he got like great options because he could be, you could put Gable in WWE, he'd be fantastic almost immediately, right? He's just got personality. You can tell he's got it. MMA, almost the same thing. Um, so, that, I mean, if you were talking that, that would be really easy to be like, talking about movie star, I'm going Nick Soriano. It's I was hoping those two. you would say him. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Nick or Gable? Uh, um, like, guys like Spencer and Yanni are just such wrestling, like, yeah. Yeah. Purist. I just don't see them leaving wrestling i don't i don't want them to yanni yeah, yanni and spencer just just wrestle wrestle and then coach please um okay uh, other questions let me look here have you picked up any new habits or routines while stuck in quarantine i don't think so i have you I, um i guess mine is i canceled 
both my gym memberships and and got an osterine and and reached the conclusion that i don't need them anymore and decided to i'm not gonna i'm not decided to get fat decided to get fat i'm just gonna get out of shape like mac and it's always (laughs) i'm just gonna walk around with trash bags of burritos uh no i that's probably it i just start i'm never gonna i won't say never certainly probably might but um I'm, i'm probably not gonna rejoin the gym just gonna figure it out without that's probably probably it um yeah man not a lot of your questions our, our friends need to pick it up a little bit i was kind of looking through them that's okay nothing that i, nothing that I really loved they might have the quarantine blues it's uh it's hard out here in these streets oh, are you checking something right now nothing nothing all right Bracket yeah, we need some Super 32 news. We need some Big Ten news. Maybe some Transfer Portal news. I think I think we're gonna have a show tomorrow, and I think it's gonna be good. Um, and okay, so we're doing a show tomorrow and Friday, or what? Are you, is that when we when we asked the question, there were like ten people immediately in the Facebook chat that said both. Facebook. Are we gonna let Facebook govern our lives? Well, if they want it, let's give it to them. They're we already plan to be here. Yeah, we can have a more. Morning. We can have a more. Uh, yeah, Tyler's in. Um, I think we should do it. And plus, we need – tomorrow can be like a full Beat the Streets blowout show. Right. I'll try to come up with some more Beat the Streets-related topics um, so that we can defeat these streets. We have um, we have betting odds, so maybe we can talk about the matches and go through what bet we would place on yeah, each match. Yeah, because you got hey, – no, no, listen, to end the show today, to end the show today, you two only put – get up on that desk and do the push-ups that <laughs> I'm, you not, I'm not getting on the desk. Get on the desk and do the push-ups, Bracky. <laughs> no. My push-ups. My How push-ups. Many? How many is yell me? 50? 50. 50. We have 50. I'm pretty sure the... the get we'll get you your damn push-ups. Yeah. When you come to Austin, you can... Uh, you can no, we want... Stuff. I think the deal was live on air. I mean, like, if I had to push us, yeah, I'd be cra- doing some dips in my chair or something. I'm cashing out. the camera back. I'm using these push-ups to negate the push-ups um, that you owe me. So now we... I that's, can a call legend. that's a legend. No, that's a fact. Kyle Hutter. I don't forget that one. <laughs> Uh, he should have been all American. Why did he let us down? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, we're good to go. Thank you so much. Um, hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll I guess be back we'll see to, you tomorrow and Friday. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow and Friday. I, uh, Askren's probably gonna send us some, some sort of an invoice for the del- for uh, four days this week. But uh, you know well, what? I did, I did miss the hip week. So yeah, we had the hip week. So. All good. We thank you guys so much for listening. Tomorrow is Beat the Streets. Hopefully some good announcements coming either tomorrow or Friday that Ben doesn't know about. I think he'll be excited. Uh-oh. I don't well, know you guys keeping something for me? Well, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we'll I'm not even know. sure I know what he's talking about right Yeah, now. wait. He does. Bracky, you do know, oh, I think. okay. All right. So, hey, thanks a lot. See you tomorrow. Have a good Wednesday. Let's go eat some breakfast food, Bracky. Later. Peace.